week's the New Wales Player of the Year in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from Wales Under-20s coach Byron Hayward as he announces his squad for their summer series. We'll start with the news that Will Rowlands has been named Wales Player of the Year by the Welsh Rugby Writers Association. The 18-times cap Dragon second row follows in the footsteps of some true legends of Welsh rugby in picking up the prize. Previous winners include Gareth Edwards, Barry John, JPR Williams, Mervyn Davis, Phil Bennett. Such sad news about him this week. Terry Holmes, Jonathan Davis, Yian Evans, Scott Quinnell, Martin Williams, Gethin Jenkins, Shane Williams, Sam Warburton, Alan Wynne-Jones. It's a long list of great names. Rollins figured in all but one of Wales's matches during the season and was arguably the standout player during the Six Nations, leading the way for turnovers and making the second most carries and tackles. He also impressed for the Dragons, having joined them from Wasps last summer. We can hear his reaction to receiving the award now. Yeah, very special, thanks. I'm really honoured. It's quite a list. When you go back through, it's all the great names of Welsh rugby and you're now the most recent one on it. Yeah, kind of snuck in there amongst some uh, some much greater pedigree than myself. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'm really touched. Great to kind of make a tiny little bit of history for myself. So yeah, it's awesome. Sum up this season, because at some levels it was a bit disappointing, but you must have enjoyed it. Yeah, I think uh, from a personal point of view, it's it's been my most satisfying season of rugby, probably, and definitely with Wales. But as you say, you know, that was slightly clouded by being a bit up and down results for the national side well one or two results gone the other ways and we you know we sat here very in a very different position but um i think it's i'm glad the results happened that they did i think it's they give us good motivation to improve and big learnings um so hopefully a platform for a much more successful next kind of uh 12 months what were your personal highlights personal highlights for me i think definitely playing um that Scotland game, a home in the Six Nations, I think was my first game I've started at, uh, at home in the Six Nations. And obviously an important win for us. And the atmosphere was, well, as it almost normally is at the Principality, was incredible. And the move to play in Wales for the Dragons, was that a factor, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I always said that I wanted to come play regional rugby, not only because of you know the, the 60 cap rule, but also to put myself in the best position to play for Wales um, and to play you know as well as I can. And hopefully you know, that was kind of bore out last season a bit I think being here was was definitely helpful for my own performances um, and yeah I'm, I'm glad that, that I made that choice in my career and you hope this is a launch pad tough tour this summer but obviously building up to the World Cup next year yeah I think you know, now big focus on the World Cup next year but as you say you know three tough games in South Africa good testing ground for us you know go and try and do something that no Welsh team's done before which is win a test match out there and then obviously Six Nations big focus and then, yeah, build into the World Cup. So, you know, as I say, it's a very exciting kind of 16 months ahead. Tickets have just gone on sale for the November internationals and there's some pretty exciting fixtures there. Yeah, there are, definitely. I think playing in those games last year was a real highlight. You know, good to play against some of those Southern Hemisphere sides that you, you probably get less opportunities against. So, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, equally excited for that. It's kind of it's nice, hopefully, keep playing well. And there's, you know, there's every few months there's stuff to look forward to with Wales. So, big 16 months. When you were a student rugby and then Oxford rugby, getting the chance to play in the varsity match, of course, could you have imagined being here, being player of the year, being such a big part of the Welsh setup? Um, no, I think there's a short answer on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose it shows development for someone of your position and size can come almost anywhere, can it? Yeah, I think probably just 
there's obviously a physical aspect to playing the second row, but and I was probably a bit of a late developer, but also I think just exposure to good environments. And you know, I was lucky that got picked up by Wasp at university and then had some great second rows around me playing there, learned a lot. Yeah, and just kind of felt so far that I've kept kicking on year after year, so long may that continue. When you look back two years, do you have to pinch yourself a little bit? Because a lot has happened, isn't it? Yeah, it sort of seems like a very long two years, you know, with a lot going on. But then, yeah, it seems kind of crazy that, you know, the beginning of COVID was only, well, yeah, my first camp was, yeah, yeah, literally just over two years ago. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a roller coaster ride. It's been amazing. Some highs, some lows for sure. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's professional rugby. You said it's been the most satisfying season. Can you put your finger on why it's... I mean, you've played well before for what, but why has it particularly clicked over the last 18 months and this season in particular, do you think? Well, kind of when I started out playing rugby, we said, look, I, I want to try and find the ceiling for myself. And then when I get there, if I'm enjoying it, fantastic. But I'm not going to just keep playing rugby for the sake of it. I always felt like there was more to come in the years and beforehand and obviously was enjoying playing regularly for Wasps, not playing any international stuff. And then when I got a kind of foot in there, I thought I belong at this level. Then it obviously took me, you know, it takes a bit of time to get work your way in the team and start playing how I wanted to be playing. And so I think that's why this year I've felt satisfied because I feel like I feel like an important part of the team now. I feel like I've played much more how... I'm more what I'm capable of. I, mean, I still think I can improve. I'm you know, very hungry to do that, but feeling this is where I want to be. If you're going to step up to another level, South Africa away on tour and the forwards they bring, that's a huge challenge. But I suppose if you look back at the game in November, Wales were quite competitive against them in that match, maybe just a couple of issues in the scrum. So what's the kind of mood in the camp ahead of going out there? Yeah, I think pretty excited. I mean, to be honest, I don't think we've got anything to lose. You know, We haven't won a test match out there, so... We got three chances. Go out. Who knows? We could, you know, why not try and win a series? I think, as you say, we were competitive in the autumn. South Africa, they, you know, don't have a huge sort of dimension how they play the game. It's, you know, you know what's coming, and they're amazing at it. But I think, you know, we're, well, at least definitely myself. I'm kind of relishing the challenge that's going to come, and I think, why not? You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Indeed, and Alicia Butchers was announced as the Welsh Rugby Writer's Choice as Women's Player of the Year. She's away on a well-deserved break and we'll hear from her in the next few weeks on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But now on to Wales Under-20s who announced their squad for the Summer Series in Italy. Coach Byron Hayward spoke to Graham Gillespie. Let's just talk about the team. Firstly, Alex Mann, is he a big loss? Because obviously he's not going with the squad. He's been a big influence over the last year or so with the boys, hasn't he? Uh, he certainly has, yeah. It's a massive loss for us. Yeah, really disappointing to lose Alex. But, um, you know, we've still got a strong squad, I believe. If we can don't pick any more injuries up. But Alex is definitely a big loss because he's a leader on the field, he's a leader off the field. Players have so much respect for him, as do the management. He's such a, yeah, it's just one of those things that happens in rugby that we've just got to put it behind us and... We've got to move on and look forward. As they say, one door closes, another opens, so it gives the opportunity for other players as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's always the case, isn't it? It's bad news for someone, it's good news for someone else. So it's, um, and that's what you've got to look forward. It's about looking forward. And, you know, I still believe we've got a good, strong squad going. A bit of depth in the back row now. So, um, good opportunity for someone else. And obviously, uh, four or five new players in the squad, a couple of those obviously from Exeter Chiefs. They're going to be a huge boost to your forward pack in particular. 
They certainly will be if we can get them all on the field at the same time. Is that uh, comparison terms weight-wise alone? You know, for set piece in what we had in the Six Nations is a is a big, big difference there. So, yeah, they'll be massive for us out there. Um, just keep them all fit and healthy now, and just can get them hitting the road running. They're soon to make you know obviously play the level they play that and be mixing with the company they have. They're going to bring a big, big difference to our team. So going into a tournament like this, has it sort of helped you that the vast majority of the same players you worked with uh, previously in the last campaign? Yeah, it does help. Uh, I think it's good to have the additions of uh, more experienced players played at a higher level as well because it allows you to have a little bit more freedom within the context of the way you want to play in that high-intelligent, rugby-intelligent players. So um, that's certainly a benefit to us, something I'm looking forward to. Now, obviously, in the winter, heavy grounds. Are you looking forward to actually playing on some fast, fast tracks, particularly with the back line you've got? Yeah, there's certainly going to be hard, fast tracks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess some of the boys are looking forward to it. Hopefully, we get a bit of hot weather this week or acclimatise us a bit. But it's going to be tough you know, for everyone in terms of the heat. There, the challenges now is the heat. Yeah, the speed of ball, I'm sure the backs will you know, we'll create a bit more of a platform from with this pack we've got in front of us now and they'll have a bit more clean possession to play off so it'll be good to see them go. Uh, are you happy with what you've seen in the training so far? Yeah, we've had a big, you know, a really thorough review with the Six Nations uh, as coaches and we fed back to the team on our learnings from that and already in training, yeah, we've seen a massive difference in improvement just on uh, rectifying the issues that we had in Six Nations really. So, yeah, there's definitely been an improvement already. One thing I noticed yesterday, just watching you guys in training, you seem to step back and let the players actually solve some issues. You, you ask them questions and they were coming back to you with their answers. That's obviously a good thing, isn't it? Showing leadership within the group. Yeah, it is, and that's something we've asked them to do, a step up, particularly our 10s, our giving them more control over the game because, you know, at the end of the day, coaches are sat and stand when the game kicks off. So we've tried to construct our training sessions around giving them scenarios, let them make decisions of what we call, where we call it, why we call it, and then just getting that education and learning experience. So when it comes to game day and the pressure's on of a match situation, then they can deal with it. So we just got to put them in them situations as much as we can in training and allow them to do it more naturally come game day. So obviously with Alex Manor unavailable, was Joe Hawkins the natural successor? Captain C. White? Yeah, he was. Yeah, without a doubt, because you know, he led in the Six Nations. Obviously, when Alex wasn't available through suspension, and he's been a leader here from day one. And him and Alex are very close, they're very similar in terms of people. They drive standards on and off the field. You know, I'd put Joe in exactly the same category as Alex, a leader, you know, going to be a top professional and a future captain, I'm sure, for one of the regions. So first up in the Summer Series is Scotland. How important is it to come away with the win against them just to get the right mood in the camp for the next Well, season? it's massive, isn't it? You know, it's the same as the Six Nations. You, you get a good win to start with, you're on a roll. You know, you, you're up and running, you're on a roll. Yeah, it'll be um, imperative for us we get that first win. So that's all, and exactly that is all we're focusing on at the moment. We've got two other games after that, but we won't even think about them until after that game. So, Sometimes since the summer you go away and you don't know the opposition, you do know Scotland quite well. So does it help in the preparation? Yeah, it does, I guess. It'll be the same for them. Oh, they'll analyse yeah. us from the Six Nations. Yeah, yeah. We'll analyse them. I think, you know, they probably, we're a bit more of a, an uncertainty for them because we've got some more different personnel to what we had in the Six Nations. I don't think Scotland will be that different in terms of their personnel. But um, they do like to play an attractive, open style of rugby, so it'll be a challenge for us defensively, which 
is a big area we have to pick up on from the Six Nations and we've highlighted that. So I think if we can get our house in order there, you know, when we do the ball and we can, can cause some damage hopefully and um, we have to remember we have full respect for Scotland because you know we were 10 nil down in the second half against Scotland. So and finally, what were the big, big learnings from the, the Six Nations campaign as you go into this tournament? What, what were the big learnings for you as a coach? Obviously got that technical tactical stuff which we've done thoroughly um, game without the ball obviously as well defensively but um, yeah the biggest thing to me was the group where it was probably unique the Six Nations in that I don't think we'll ever face the challenges well hopefully not that we did last year in terms of like how late we got together the Covid restrictions you know it, it was very tough the last year Six Nations for everyone but people Boys don't sort of appreciate how little game time most yeah. of the squad had as opposed to other teams as well that, that's got to be a factor as well doesn't it yeah, it's right. People don't don't see that. They don't they don't know about that. And it's not their fault. It's just um, they, but you know, boys are under the toughest restrictions in Wales, and they just didn't play any rugby for two months. Yeah. You know, while the other teams are actually playing meaningful, good, solid games, you know, against meaningful opposition, boys are sat in the house. Really, you can do anything. So uh, it's, it's goes for any sport. Like you, you can't compete at the top level if you're not in an environment that's conducive to white performance. That was what we were under in six years. No disrespect with the boys or the coaches, anyone who's just like we all do the best we could, and hopefully, it'll be, I don't know, be as we shall ever find ourselves in again. Yeah, so, the mindset going into this uh, is totally different than I assume, and just ready and raring to go, yeah? Yeah, you know, what I've seen so far from day one, the boys come in for their conditioning blocks and the fitness testing. I just look at this the physical conditioning and now, just looking at them visibly. From we're on the third of January, it's, it's like they almost they are different people. We're in such a different place, so I expect us to be way better when we're in the Six Nations. Just with that alone, you know, we've still got to go on the field and execute because we've got 15 other guys trying to stop us. But I'm expecting us to be in a far better place. We are in a far better place, and I expect us to deliver in, in terms of performances and results as well. I expect. Positive talk from Wales under-20s coach Byron Hayward. That's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from the Wales camp as they prepare to tour South Africa next week. But until then, goodbye.